Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the live version of Realcom Live. Um, we took a little hiatus over the holidays and offered up our reruns, if you will. And boy, they are the, our library, our content library is getting better by the day. Um, if you take a chance and look at that library up on YouTube, you will see some of the most prolific, innovative thought leaders our industry has. We get a chance to spend 18 to 30 minutes with them talking about their projects, their visions, their ideas. And I would encourage all of you to, to keep an eye on that uh, YouTube channel uh, and see all the great things you can learn up there. So back, first show, live show of the year. We wanted to kick it off with something phenomenal. Uh, and, and the topic this week is innovation labs. Um, so every other major industry out there, not every, but most, think about the automobile industry, the aeronautics industry, anybody doing big stuff, right? And buildings are big stuff. But, but the people who build the planes and the cars and factories, they, they do a lot of prototyping and a lot of testing um, before they bring a product out. And so um, in the real estate industry, you know, think about all these buildings, um, um, retailers with many outlets, um, they don't build labs. I remember uh, a major bank hired me 25 plus years ago. And the first thing I asked them was, you know, where's your warehouse with the lab? And they said they didn't have one. Well, finally, um, we are seeing our industry, the thought leaders, come up and, and buy into this idea of a lab, someplace to test ideas, someplace to try things before you implement them. And we are so excited to have uh, Francisco Ruiz, who's the global infrastructure strategist and director of IoT for Oracle. And not only do we have Francisco, Francisco is going to take us live to, for a quick peek into their lab in Chicago. So before we bring on Francisco, let's show you a quick video of the Innovation Lab, and then we're going to get right to it. All right, well, let's bring on Francisco and get to this great conversation. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. How are you doing today, Jim? Good. I think it's probably too late, but I'm going to do it anyways. Happy New Year. I think what we have till the end of the month where <laughs> we can. Uh, yeah, likewise. You know, Happy New Year. And thank you for having me. Hopefully you had some good holidays. And boy, it doesn't take long for the bell to ring, does it? No, not at all. Hit the road running. It feels like a short time period there. Exactly. Well, I, I tell you, I'm really excited um, to have you on the show on this topic for a number of reasons, but most specifically because it's easy to talk about technology. It's easy to prophesize on what it could do. It's easy to put unrealistic numbers into a spreadsheet and say, what if? I mean, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm a proponent of all sorts of innovation. But things change when you start to touch and build and knock down and try and get feedback. Hence, this concept of an innovation, or in your case, you're calling it an industry lab, right? And, and I've seen these labs at various times throughout my career in different industries, but not a whole bunch in people focusing on the real estate environment or, or the built environment, let's call it that. And so I am real excited uh, for you to tell our audience a little bit more about this. And then I'm also excited that we're going to pop into your live, into your Chicago area uh, location and, um, and take a little peek. So first question is, um, tell me a little bit about your role, because you're in tech and we've always known you as IoT and smart buildings. What is your and your team's role in this innovation or industry lab? Yeah, thanks, Jim. First of all, again, uh, for, for having me. And um, yeah, um, 
you know, it's um, to go through my my own personal journey. You know, I began my career as a software developer uh, at, for Chevron in the corporate world, uh, going through all the training certifications needed to support applications and multi-tiered, you know, uh, environments and projects, and had the opportunity to uh, to get uh, my experience in the uh, data center environment uh, there as well and really grew a big foundation for IT best practices and software development best practices and and uh, during that early part of my career Jim I found myself architecting solutions and environments to be redundant resilient you know functionally sound and secure and after those first seven years that I spent uh, learning these best practices and delivering uh, solutions in the corporate world. I pivoted to a, a startup in the Silicon Valley um, that was developing uh, IoT platform and integrating disparate operating technologies uh, within IT infrastructure. And so that had to be cyber secure and that was all supporting sustainability, portfolio optimization and the workplace experience. So. Is during that time in those uh how long ago uh, was that oh so that was about a, a, a more than a decade ago uh okay i hate to date myself you've been, here, this, you've been at this a while then yeah yeah definitely and and during during that time that's really when i i came over to the construction world facilities technologies and and the various mep trades and controls of course and that's when i really saw the importance in bridging the gap between it and facilities um, but at a higher level, more importantly, uh, the importance of IoT and not only to smart buildings, but various verticals. And so I quickly latched on to that opportunity to help further you know, bridge that gap and uh, experienced uh, various IT and facilities environments along the way and part of many pilots and industry firsts uh, for GSA, Adobe, eBay, NASA, PayPal, and list goes on. And of course, uh, I'm here at Oracle today. And um, at the ta tail end of that period of time, I, I decided to go uh, and get uh, get an MBA there and just get a little bit more info there, background on the uh, business side and promise of IoT. And so I pivoted back to the corporate world here and uh, landed at Oracle to lead the IoT uh, program for real estate and facilities. And developing the strategy and supporting the implementation of technologies across our 22 million square foot portfolio, uh, which includes campuses, buildings, a high school, um, you know, owned, leased, uh, a lot of considerations there um, as part of this exciting role and um, including, you know, participation in this uh, innovation labs program, which is uh, to support our Oracle industry innovation labs um, VP, uh, Bertrand Kaplanaglu, uh, whom I met shortly after joining Oracle. And so at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm uh, doing my best here as long as, as well as others to really try to achieve some autonomous buildings, you know, through co collaboration with, with several folks, uh, you know, along the way. And the common thread is IoT. So I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm here with you, Jim, looking forward to sharing you know, what we're doing at the Innovation Labs with the Realcom community. So that's a little bit of my, my background. Yeah, yeah. Is, 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 I mean, I mean, think about your career 
and and how it laid led perfectly to this role, right? I mean, the the, the software, the construction, the MBA really allows you to look at this not just from a technical perspective but from an overall business perspective which i think is so critical so is the relationship between your current group and this innovation lab is it a dotted line or is it a hard line i mean is it there's a yeah there's a there's a there's a hard line um there jim um so you know i'll just back up a little bit you know with oracle you know our mission is to help people see uh, data in new ways discover insights and unlock endless possibilities there right and and so real estate and facilities mission is to provide inviting inclusive collaborative and technology enriched work environments where everyone can thrive and so across uh, that environment Part of my team's mission is to partner with and support the industry labs in the ideation process, the implementation by providing a cyber secure data infrastructure, IoT and, and sustainability uh, subject matter expertise services um, so that we can integrate a lot of these solutions. And so the industry labs mission, um, uh, which is part of our global uh, business units, um, there is to enable industry innovation by providing an environment to incubate and demonstrate ideas between Oracle, our customers, as well as partners. And so as a, as a leader in innovation, Oracle knows that by building long lasting relationships with partners and customers, we could really help push the industry uh, to achieve the goals that they're trying to. And, and we do this by enabling you know, not only Oracle, but uh, our customers to collaborate and, you know, partner ac across multiple industries to co-innovate, experiment and bring to life, you know, that, the power of some of these transformative technologies. That's where I think it gets really interesting is the fact that you're really reaching out to the community at large, your clients, other, other companies to say this is a place where we can come and roll up our sleeves, sleeves and literally try things, not just assume what we think they might how they may perform but literally roll up your sleeves and try so how long ago when, when they, let's talk about the history a little bit who yeah. conceived the idea how long ago and, and what has been the process to get it where it is today yeah so again our um, you know vp of uh, the industry labs there Bertrand Kapuanaglu uh, this is uh, you know his baby which we're we're supporting but um the innovation lab began actually it's interesting in 2018 as a simulated construction work site with a double white trailer and lay down yard outside and it was such a huge success that uh it attracted visitors from all over the world that we were given investment to build an enclosed building which you'll you'll get a peek at today and this facility was built and finished actually during covid and even though we weren't able to officially open the in-person visits during the time the Various lines of businesses pivoted and started to host virtual visits. Instead, we hosted our official opening and have collectively attracted thousands and thousands of visitors to date and still growing. So um, Chicago uh, isn't our only lab. We also uh, just finished a lab in, in Reading in the UK focused on the future of transportation. And we even purchased our own rail car that's being transformed with the latest technology advances to help tell the story. And, and last but certainly not least, we um, also have our Sydney, Australia lab, which is exclusively for construction and engineering. And 
is an outside facility similar to the way Chicago initially started. And there are plans for many more, Jim. Well, so, I mean, you know as well as anybody, there are a million ideas floating out there in the real estate tech, prop tech world, whatever we want to call it. And and it's not always easy to, to pick the ones that you want to investigate further. So what is the process that you guys go through that gets an idea, number one, picked out of the bucket of a million ideas? And then is there a process or a protocol that you go through to determine whether or not this is viable or not? Yeah. So the, the process really starts um, with identifying those real world problems. Uh, we then you know, map the business process, select the technologies, and define a lot of the use cases that we'll be sharing um, a few with you today. Um, and we brainstorm with our partner tech on solutions that we end up running simulations and testing in a, in a real industry setting. Um, this allows us to share partner tech and innovations with visitors, which help everyone involved decide what new solutions are going to go to market. So the testing and validation, for example, of what you'll see um, commonly of drones, robots, you know, VR and automation, all certainly have a, an exciting fun factor to them, but there's certainly value behind those use cases, which uh, always need to be proven. So it's a win-win when you think of the resulting innovation, lessons learned, and, and sharing of results for the industry um, like right. we're doing today. Well, it, it almost seems too logical and pragmatic for today's crazy world, right? So, so what I'm hearing is no fear of missing out, no FOMO, no shiny new object syndrome. You identify the business problem you're trying to solve first and then go looking for the technology. Exactly, Jim. And, and there's definitely uh, not a fear of, of failure there. That's a, a part of innovation and, uh, and like you said, um, you know, there can be that that FOMO uh, in the mix there if you want to in innovate. So, well, um, and, and what's really interesting is you work for a technology company and you're dealing with real estate issues. The technology industry is notorious for fail fast, fail often. The real estate industry is fail once and you're fired. Right. So so we have to figure out some way how to merge the two thinking and and take more risks in the built environment as it, as far as you know trying to understand what the future of buildings are going to look like would you agree yeah no, absolutely and uh, that's the the unique thing about this environment that we've we've built at the innovation lab gym is really enabled various use cases that um is not only helping our our smart building environment that we're typically um, discussing um, here with the Realcom community, but um, also various other verticals. For for example, um, right at at the lab itself, uh, which again you'll be getting a peek out today, um, we have a, a unique architecture that you know hosts our um, real estate and facility solutions. That we have, for example, an MSI uh, solution in place there that ties together all of our HVAC lighting, various types of metering solar uh, voltaic there pv ev charging and a lot of the the core uh monitoring that um, aids our operations uh, to achieve our sustainability and net zero goals within the building and then also we've developed uh this secure environment where we can innovate by testing and validating other technologies for all various industry verticals we serve uh, including you know the the lab 
and building um, technologies I just mentioned. But for example, um, some other use cases there, through the use of uh, VR goggles, our visitors are immersed in a digital twin of the lab and participate in a design review session. And any design issues can be immediately captured and collected into another one of our solutions there, Oracle Aconnect for management. And this shows how the digital twin and, uh, a construction or utility company can react, predict, or control the physical objects in a more strategic, risk-free, and timely manner. So um, we, we also have 5G there at the uh, at the lab there. Seems way too logical. Way too logical. <laughs> really yeah. encouraging that that you're taking a breath and, and saying, okay, there's a million ideas out there, but we need a process and a protocol and a program. So let's take a, a brief break here from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to come back, wrap up some questioning with Francisco, and then get right into that lab in Chicago. All right. Uh, on that sponsor, that's something you wouldn't have seen five years ago, right? You know, all this AI and, and next generation thinking applied to the built infrastructure. We've come a long way in a, in a relatively short amount of time. Now we just got to implement it, right? We got to get people doing things like you are. So before we jump to Chicago, um, question. Um, the collaboration with the, the industry and other communities in the lab, why is that resulting in faster innovation? Is it, is it the collaboration? Is it the sharing? Give us a little bit of idea how you're interacting with the community. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, a lot has to do with this entire ecosystem um, and collaboration. And, you know, that's something actually I'm talking about all the verticals. A lot of folks don't know that. So Oracle has a lot of vertical, vertical expertise as, you know, one of the largest software companies, uh, 430,000 customers, 175 countries. And um, we've developed a lot of specific solutions for at least 19 verticals. And a lot of people are not aware of this specialization, and and so um, we also having a you know high performing, cost effective, and secure cloud and OCI. Uh, it's one of the hyperscale clouds available um, with a distributed architecture. Oracle um, has a communications business unit that's also building products for the enterprise, and we've developed a platform that brings together all of these. Uh, vertical industry applications, and it's hosted in OCI, and and that platform is internal to Oracle at the moment, um, and it's called an enterprise communications platform, and it's really designed to uh, simplify that connectivity and consumption of data from all these verticals. And um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because uh, it's fully open um, and with APIs, and uh, it uh, it will be a, a a platform that provides that device management digital twin fault detection across all these verticals and won't be just for Oracle. At the moment it is internal, but it's all meant to be something to simplify um, a lot of this innovation and connectivity. You've got, and the, together. you've got the Oracle toolbox of more than 30 years, all these yeah. great technologies, all these great customers, and you're just going to surround that innovation lab with all these resources makes an awful lot of sense, an awful lot of sense. So with that, why don't we, um, I'm gonna let you introduce Eilish and let's jump to Chicago and uh, and get the tour started. Yeah, yeah, this is probably the most exciting part of it. Um, we got Eilish Nolan uh, here. It's uh, She's our Oracle Industry Lab Global Program Manager. Thank you, Eilish. Yeah, thanks Francisco, happy to join. So we're here on site today, everybody at our flagship location in Chicago. Um, and what I'm 
showing you here is our second floor look down into our dry lab space. So as Francisco was chatting earlier, talking about all the different industries that we have subject matter experts in, um, we have several of those that actually participate as lab tenants here at our Chicago location. One of those being our manufacturing group. So as you can see here, we have a large manufacturing floor and we're testing out a lot of different technologies here from lean manufacturing, lights out manufacturing, personalized manufacturing, smart warehouses and connected logistics, all working with a greater ecosystem of partners and then Oracle technologies behind all of it. And then an open space here uh, where our construction and engineering group, our energy and water group and our local government group, as you can see our one of our police vehicles here, all utilize this space for testing and validating new technologies. Again, they also have their ecosystem of partners that they work with. Um, so they're hosting customers, they're trying out some new technologies in the system, um, all backed by Oracle OCI and cloud products. And we also work with our customers to make sure that we are actually addressing industry problems, right? So no longer looking at solutions, but what are the main problems and how can we as a conglomerate of, of Oracle and our partners be able to address some of these issues? Um, I've now entered into our smart condo, which is primarily used by our energy and water business unit. So this is where Francisco was talking about how we have a lot of smart devices in this lab to be able to capture all of the data and aggregate that. Um, so that way we can actually you know, try and be more sustainable um, and change people's behaviors, right? And how they interact with their appliances, for example. Um, if there's, uh, you know, a peak time during the day, maybe you shouldn't be running your washer and dryer, for example. Um, we've got a lot of different partners, again, that we're working with here in our space and a lot of new technology and not just new, but current technology, right? How can companies integrate and you know, build out their portfolios so that way they can uh, address different issues um, in real time. So thanks, Francisco. Wow. Thank you so much, Eilish. Eilish, thank you so much. Um, really, really appreciate um, that peak. And I know we're going to be talking about the concept of innovation labs at the June conference, RealCom and IBCon. And mm -hmm. um, when I just looked at that configuration of the Tesla wall and the water heaters and yeah. everything, thinking about being able to charge, you know, uh, batteries at, at low peak hours and distribute that yep. electricity via a, a, a battery infrastructure during the day peak hours. Um, and then, and then, you know, all the other things that come around and monitoring it's um, I just mm -hmm. really think that you're onto something pretty big here. Um, of the yeah, trial we, always, there, we always say that this is just a snapshot in time, right? Innovation is always changing. So if you come back and see us in a few months, you know, there's going to be different use cases that we're going to be working with with different customers. And even internally inside of Oracle, we have a unique um, opportunity with that. We have all of these subject matter experts in these deep vertical industries. And so the cross collaboration between those is really expanding our eyes. And, you know, if we want to have a more sustainable world, well, then why don't we start with the build process, right? And actually build that into the infrastructure of places. It, so. it, is, it is amazing to hear all these people get up and talk about global warming and sustainability and yep. barely mention the built environment. I mean, barely. Yeah. So cars always right. focuses on cars. And I get that, but they're like 21%. Yeah. 
we've been 40 to 45% for the last 30 years of energy consumers, yep. therefore, you know, green gas emission contributors. I really exciting what you exactly. Really exciting. So thank thank you to both of you, Francisco, for being a lifelong friend and community member of Realcom and always willing to share Eilish. Hopefully you're now feeling part of our community and and we can yeah. pop in <laughs> once in a while and see how you're doing and maybe even get you the yes. confidence to share your your thoughts and your learnings. But I yeah. really want to say thank Anytime. you, not for just coming on today, but but for the good work that you're both and Oracle and as a whole are doing. So thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, y'all. You're welcome. Thank Have you. a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so easy to pop in, spend five minutes, and you know, kind of let it go over your head. Do you know the time, energy, commitment it takes to get to that point? Um, we've got to pay attention to what Oracle and others are doing with these labs. We've got to collaborate. We've got to share, and we can't let all this knowledge go unused. We can't afford to have people making the same mistakes over and over. What they're going to learn in that lab needs to be shared with the industry, and they're willing to do it. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. All right. So with that, let's bring on, I understand, Howard Berger live <laughs> from London. I'm not going to make ask you to do the news, but what are you doing in London? What's going on? I just thought, uh, Jim, I, I just wanted to pop into the show. Uh, and first of all, what a great show with Francisco Eilish, what they're doing over there at Oracle. We got a glimpse of it at Cortec, and I was so impressed uh, with uh, you know their, their contribution you know, to the industry uh, and the innovation there. So I came, I, I'm in London. We're hosting our, uh, I can't, I think it's probably our 12th, 13th annual CIO forum here, which we had to go on a hiatus back in 2019 or 2020 because of the pandemic. So back in London, uh, it's a great event. Uh, we get a, we get a room full of senior level technology execs from the commercial property firms here in, in, uh, in the UK and in Europe. And we talk about everything from data architecture to uh, uh, to decarbonization. Uh, so we have a great event, a uh, nice reception afterwards. We've been doing these for years, and they're always fun. A lot of great networking, folks getting together, meeting, and and uh, it's uh, uh, they're fantastic events. I like to call them no hype. A lot of rubber meets the road conversations. Yep. 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 And, and, and in a very congenial atmosphere where folks really start to get to know each other also. So it's, uh, you know, you walk away. It, it is amazing how competitors share and, and collaborate because they know what's at stake and they know they can't do it themselves. That's been our philosophy for 25 years. Well, it's funny you mentioned it when we first started these things. Remember, when we conceptualized doing a CIO roundtable. All the CIOs said, no, we can't talk about what we're doing. It's too, it's competitive, competitive advantage. And you know, we all soon after uh, hundreds and hundreds of conversations concluded that 98% of it is not competitive, 2%. And it's too big and, 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 and too fast for one person to try to handle. Yeah. And if everybody, if, if everybody helps each other out, all boats rise. All, uh, boats, yeah, rise all boats rise. Well, I understand you just got off the airplane, just in the hotel. Yes. Have a drink, get some sleep, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. But safe travels. Have a great, have I guess Lisa's going, to, Lisa's going to take over the news, so you're in better hands <laughs> no. with, with Lisa Woods. Uh, but great show. Great right. show. And Thank I'll you. Get some, get some sleep. When I get back. Thanks. Okay. Be well. All right. Um, that's a fun surprise. I, I challenged Howard to see if we can get him in from London, and we didn't know if he was going to be in an airplane or not. So I want to say thank you for taking the time with a long trip, but uh, he's getting ready to for a great event over in London. So with that, let's bring on Lisa, who's going to do the news for us this week and uh, fill in for Howard and share with us what the heck is going on in the real estate prop tech world. Lisa, good to see you. Yeah. And I'll get out of your hair because we're running behind and uh, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, it's good to see Howard. He looks very rested for somebody who's been on a plane for the last uh, like 12 hours or so. Anyway, as Jim mentioned, this is the news segment of the program. And here we pull out the top stories from our digital newsletter that goes out every Thursday. These are the articles that we think might be of interest and which impact commercial and corporate real estate. So since CES was last week, we searched through a number of the industry articles that talked about tech trends and innovations that were on display. And in our feature article this week, we noted a few of those technologies that made headlines. As always at CES, there was a wide range of tech, but this year sustainability solutions seemed to be a central theme. Also, cybersecurity technologies were widely displayed, as was tech supporting the future of work and the great shift toward hybrid and remote work. Also at CES was a flying car. Yes, it's finally a real thing. And the company at the forefront is now taking pre-orders. The price tag is a mere $789,000. So rush on over to that pre-order webpage if you're interested in having your own flying car. Also making a big splash this year was battery power. From small portable power storage to sophisticated power stations that can connect to rooftop solar, battery power was everywhere. So this is a fun recap of CES, and we provide links to multiple sources across a few different industries. So if you're a techno geek or just interested in what's making a play in the technology sector this year, check that out. Our second article was written by Intelligent Buildings and discusses the veil of separation between investor owners of commercial and corporate real estate and the day-to-day -day operations inside a building. Since nearly all building control systems are digital, they are reliant on computers, networks, and the internet. With that transition to digital, the lack of IT expertise on the part of those that design, install, and manage these systems has created a huge operational, financial, and reputational risk across entire real estate portfolios. The articles also does a deep dive on how the insurance companies have not only failed to address some of these issues, particularly as it relates to cybersecurity incidents and who is ultimately responsible, but insurance companies are now starting to write in exclusions for bodily injury, equipment damage, and operational interruptions, which can result in hundreds of thousands of dollars in payouts, damage, and of course, operational losses due to inoperable systems when a building is attacked. Also, the net zero energy era, which requires even more connectivity and data to enable, will further complicate an owner's exposure and risk, elevating the importance for investor owners to understand their own operational realities and shore up their protections. This article contains a ton of valuable and detailed insights, so it's really worth the read. Finally, our last article spotlight is regarding the acquisition of tempered networks by Johnson Controls to bring new zero trust cybersecurity to connected buildings. Tempered networks had created a technology called Airwall, which is an advanced self-defense system for buildings that represent a step up in securing transmission pipelines. This is where a building's data exchanges and service actions can only take place between people and devices that are continuously authenticated. The article goes on to describe in technical terms how it works and more importantly, explain the zero trust concept. This is just a quick two minute read and provides information about a very interesting new self-defense system for smart connected high performance buildings. There are a couple of other announcements worth noting, some partnerships, um, some uh, rollout, Newmark rolling out a new software product um, that integrates enterprise real estate portfolio information, a um, couple of other articles that I don't have time to mention, but just take a look in your inbox when you have a chance or go to our website and click on the news link and, uh, and you can find those articles sitting there waiting for you.
So Jim, I'll just send it back to you. Great job, Lise. And you know, what's some, um, the, the one that the tempered networks article got my attention because we are truly in a paradigm shift, right? Where the things that we've been talking about for 25 years are actually starting to come true. And with the, the, the juxtaposition of the real estate industry struggling, people not going back to work, underutilized space, trying to figure out the future of work, the future of buildings with all this mm -hmm. new technology, the theme that we were talking about for years, big and dumb is out, small and smart is in, big and dumb buildings are out, small and smart buildings are in. It's these kind of acquisitions that are, are that I keep my eye on that I can see the the smart building architecture, the smart building, you know, paradigm getting tighter and tighter. And, you know, three, five years from now, you're not, and then kind of connect the dots with that lab visit we just saw and the technologies they're playing around with. You're gonna not in the built environment, you're not gonna have any choice but to come over to the small and smart discussion because your buildings won't be competitive, they won't be operationally efficient, they're gonna be too expensive. And um, it's going to be, I think, a rough couple of years as this transition really, you know, gets gets on. But the, I think the trains left the station and small and smart is definitely the future. So I agree. Thank you for I, I think the train is definitely left the system. Yeah. Thank That's you. Well. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. Be well. All right. Before we uh, wrap the show, let's hear from our final sponsor. And I'll be right back and tell you a little bit about next week. All right. So first of all, before I talk about next week a little bit, um, thank you to our guests. Uh, great job, Howard. Thanks for popping in. Lisa News, Nancy Nian, production team. You guys did a great job. Um, next week, I forgot uh, this episode to, to have my one word description of the, of the conversation. But uh, for next week, important, serious. We've got uh, Warren Wilson, the director of economy for the Special Competitive Studies Project. Um, a Eric Schmidt initiative um, that started a little bit over a year ago that talks about how the U.S. can stay competitive technologically um, uh, with some growing adversaries, specifically China. And he's going to talk about where we're seeing the threats in the 5G, in the AI, immersive technologies, and is really going to talk about their plan on how industry is going to work together with the government, with the consumers, to make sure that the U.S. maintains its number one position um, globally as far as technology is concerned. It's going to be a really good conversation, and I'm looking forward to introducing Warren and, and having that conversation. So with that, I would like to say thank you to everybody, uh, all of our listeners, and um, good to be back. You have a great day, and we'll see you next Friday. Be well.